Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. Hope everyone is doing well. I need to break down and just buy like a digital microphone. Uh, I'm testing out using my uh, speaker, my Bluetooth speaker as my mic. So here we go. We are in Mark chapter 9. I've already recorded this on Inst- well, on TikTok and YouTube. You can find Mark, Mark chapter 9, and it's the 10-minute version. I go through it pretty quickly. You know, on the podcast, I tend to digress a little bit more. So I'm actually going to try to make this one a quick one, too. So here we go. Mark chapter 9, KJV. Trying to work on not doing as many tangents, even though I know some of y'all enjoy the tangents, but not everybody. All right. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some of them that stand here which shall not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. What did you mean by that, Jesus? Have to go read some commentary on that. Alright, Mount of Transfiguration. And after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John and leadeth them up into an high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. Why Peter, James, and John? What was so special about Peter, James, and John? Why was Peter first? When John was supposed to be the one who whom Jesus loved the most, according to John. Verse 3, And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, as so as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto them Elias with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make their tabernacles, make three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. For he wist not what to say, for they were sore afraid. And there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. It's funny how God didn't even like address what Peter just said. He just said, And suddenly, when they had looked round about, they saw no man any more save Jesus only with themselves. Like, hey, this is this is who you need to follow, not Moses, not Elias. I'm setting the record straight. Not John the Baptist, Jesus. Or, yeah, some people are saying he was Moses. Some people are saying he was Elias. Uh, Sorry about that. I don't think anyone ever said he was John the Baptist. That doesn't make sense because John the Baptist was his cousin, right? His name will be John with camel skin on. So anyway, he had got us setting record straight on who Jesus is, follow him, validating him, technically validating himself because Jesus is God. But that's a whole nother discussion. All right, verse nine. This is a good scripture to point out if you run into people that want to focus on the oneness doctrine. So. I'm sure some of this might, some of them might use this as a scripture to defend their oneness doctrine. It's basically they try to say we follow Jesus only. They deny the whole concept of the Trinity. Verse nine, and as they came down from the mountain, he charged them that they should. Tell no man what things they had seen, till the Son of Man were risen from the dead. 
It's funny how Jesus is constantly telling folks, like, hey, keep this a secret. Shh. Don't tell nobody. And they kept that saying with themselves, questioning one with another what the rising from the dead should mean. <laughs> Once again, more stuff is just going over their heads. And I apologize, y'all, if the sound of this is crappy uh, and y'all don't listen to this later on. Hopefully it comes through. I tested it out a few times, but no guarantees, y'all. No guarantees. Uh, if it doesn't come out right, then eventually I'll just go back to just using my regular phone speaker, talking through the phone, and then eventually I'll invest in a, uh, unless somebody wants to donate to the United Negroes on Child Support Fund, trying to get their lives together, uh, you want to donate a some money for a... Uh, a little uh, microphone, digital microphone, yeah. HBO, help a brother out. Technically, Hoab, help, no, Haob, help a brother out. Let's just go help brothers out. Help brother out. Help brother out. Help brothers out. There you go. I'm one of those brothers. We're brothers, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Do 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 do. Give me a high five. I remember the first time I saw the intro for Wayne's Brothers, I was like, "What in the world is this?" <laughs> and then I grew to, that grew to be one of my favorite shows as a teenager. I used to love Wayne's Brothers, uh, Martin, and Jamie Foxx show. And my ex-wife thought I was, like, extra ghetto because I like those shows. She was kind of bougie, even though she grew up. Uh, in the hood for a little while. All right. Let's go, let's go, L-E-T-S-G-O. Let's go. Verse 11, and they asked him, saying, Why say the scribes that Elias must first come? And he answered and told them, Elias verily cometh first, and restoreth all things, and how it is written of the Son of Man, that he must suffer many things, and be said at naught. But I say unto you, that Elias is indeed come. And they have done unto him whatsoever they listed, as it is written him. Hmm. Verse 14, and when he came to, to his disciples, he saw a, when it says Elias, I believe he's also referring to, it's another name for Elijah. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude, a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye with him with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. Interesting that they use the word dumb spirit. Uh, let's see what it says real fast on oh, verse 17. Let's see what it says in the NLT. Uh, 
he is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. Yeah, like a mute. He was a mute. And the KJV will use some old words. Dumb spirit. All right. Verse 18. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away, and spake to thy disciples that they could cast him out, and they could not. I think when it says pineth away, like it was cutting himself. Anyway, I'm not going to go back and look that. We're just going to keep reading. Verse 19. Basically, this dude is saying his son is a hot mess. All right, verse 19, he answereth him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Now, the way Jesus is talking here, it doesn't sound like Jesus is being very kind here. But that's why it helps to like, sometimes when you're just reading something, the words, like, you know, when you text somebody and it removes the voice inflection. And, the, yeah, the tone of voice and their body language, which is most of communication is body language. So we have to use our imagination to guess how Jesus said these words and what his body language, what his tone of voice was and what his body language was like. It didn't sound like he was very happy. Like, he almost sounded like he was a little frustrated. Like, oh, you faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? <laughs> All right, can we just get this over with? God is down the cross and go back to heaven. I'm tired. I'm, I'm done with y'all earthlings. I need to knock my mission out and go home. I want to go home to be with my daddy. Verse 20, and they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, Straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. He didn't have alcohol in his mouth, like you know that uh, you know in the little giants, where they try to put the little foam alcohol tablets in their mouths to, or intimidation to intimidate the other team. <laughs> classic, classic movie, Little Giants. I encourage you to go see it if you've never seen it. It's just a feel-good, fun movie with Icebox. And that's wild. Even in that movie, the Cowboys lose. <laughs> Shout out to all the Cowboys fans. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child, since he was a child. And of oft times it hath, sometimes I don't know about y'all, but I'm reading the KJV. Uh, and they speak in this old white man's English, the king's English. Um, I have to like break it down and put it in my own words, what they're saying. All right, verse 20. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this child, this came unto him? And he said, that's Jesus talking. And he said, of a, of a child, or since he was a child, and oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. Mm. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. So in John 10, 10, it says the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's the job of demons. They try to kill, steal, and destroy. 
But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. So, yes, even after John 10, 10, I love the next verse because it says, yeah, John 10, 10 says the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came that we would have life and have it more abundantly. Is that how it goes? The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy but Jesus came that we would have life and have it more abundantly or to the full. Yeah, I think that's how it goes. It's been a while since I've quoted that one. I used to quote it, quote it all the time. All right. So this demon is with a mute spirit, dumb spirit. Hmm. Interesting that demon, a demon will be tied to a dumb mute spirit. And I've heard different people talk about how, yeah, preachers and they'll get up and preach sermons about the devil's trying to steal your voice. He's trying to quiet you down. And shoot, some of us need to shut up. I know I need to work on that sometimes. There's a scripture in Proverbs that says, uh, even a fool is considered righteous when he holds his tongue. Or, no, even a fool is considered wise when he holds his tongue. And then, what was the guy? It was Elizabeth's dad. I can't remember his dad's name. That dude, God muted his muted him. So, yeah. And then his first words were like, his name will be John. Like, yeah, his name is John. I forgot the whole story behind that. But, yeah, God didn't trust... There was something going on where that guy doubted he would have messed things up. So God muted him before he said what their new baby boy's name would be. He wasn't allowed to talk for like multiple days. It was like, I can't remember how many days it was, but it's in the whole story of the birth of Jesus. And talking about John the Baptist, his cousin, and his mama Elizabeth, that whole story. Anyway. That would be an interesting exercise to go and look in the Bible and find all the examples where it talks about a dumb, mute spirit or anybody that their voice was muted in any type of way, or their voice was altered. And what was the scenarios surrounding that? What was going on? All right. Uh, all right. Let's keep going. Jesus said unto him, all right, let me see here. And verse 22, and oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now it's interesting. This spirit has tried to cause the boy to cut on himself and gnash his teeth. And it tries to burn him in the fire. And then also drown him it sounds like this is wild this is this what i'm getting at is there's something about the character of demons that is really that we can get like if you want to know about the nature of what demons do and how they operate this particular demon was trying to ultimately destroy him but like the way in which he tried to do it was trying to get him to drown himself and also burn him why water and fire? 
and the scriptures talk about being baptized in water and fire. That would be a good, this is a good scripture. Hmm. Hold that note. Whenever we get to the scriptures, that's, hold that thought. When we get to the scriptures that talk about how you must be baptized of water and fire. Anyway. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thy mine unbelief. Now this is a good prayer, y'all. Whenever you are dealing with doubt, fear, anxiety, worry, don't trust God, lacking faith, going through a hard time, sometimes this is a simple prayer you can do. It's like, Lord, help my unbelief. Help me to remember all the times you've come through for me and that you will come through for me again. I don't have to doubt you. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be anxious or worried. Verse 25, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. Verse 26, and the spirit cried, and rent him sore, and came out of him, and he was on one, and he was one as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. Kind of like they thought that girl was dead, but she was really sleeping. Another example of how de I've heard people say demons will make you really tired. Like there's a demon tied to, to exhaustion and extreme fatigue. They'll try to tire you out. Hmm. Interesting. Verse 27, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him, Asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? Hmm, I wonder why, disciples. Let's find out. And he said unto them, this kind, of, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. So here's another example of the importance of prayer and fasting. Somehow, some way, it increases your ability to perform exorcisms or deliverance ministry. Just like I'm sitting here charging up this this car. It's almost like charging up your spiritual battery. And this thing is charging up so slow. Oh well. It is what it is, y'all. I'm so looking forward to getting my car back. But even then, once I get my car back, I'm still debating whether or not to hold on to these, this electric car. I just need to go get a regular job, y'all. Pray for me. I'm... I've reached the point where I'm like, yep, it's time. It's time, it's time, it's time to just go get a regular job. As the question is, where and with who? Verse 30, and they departed thence and passed through Galilee, and he would not that any man should know it. For he taught his disciples and said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered. The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. But they understood not that saying, and were afraid to ask him. Capernaum. And he came to Capernaum, and being in the house, he asked them, What was it 
that ye disputed among yourselves by the way. But they held their peace, for by the way they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest. Of course, that's what men do. We all fight over who's the greatest, who's the GOAT, who's the greatest of all time. Is it Jordan? Is it Kobe? Is it LeBron? Who is it? Is it Bill Russell? And he sat down, Will Chamberlain, the, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And he sat down and called the twelve and saith unto them. I, don't, I notice they don't really do that in other sports like baseball or hockey or even football. They don't really do a whole lot of those debates. It's like this thing in basketball. I guess because basketball is a little bit more, it's a team sport, but the individuals like carry, like it's more of a stars driven league. Versus like football, baseball have more players and it takes more people to make the outside of the quarterback. Yeah, there's a lot of debates over who's the greatest. Well, there's no debate over who's the greatest. Well, even then, if you are measuring rings, people might say that um, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time because he's won like what seven Super Bowls. But like as far as from like a skill standpoint and stats. There are there is a debate worth having out there, I guess. Man, boy, your muffler needs to be replaced, brother. All right, so they're debating over who's the greatest. Verse 35, and he sat down and called the twelve and saith unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all and serve, servant of all. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken in him in his arms, he said unto them, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me, and whosoever shall receive me receiveth not me, but him that sent me. And John answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followeth, followeth not us. And we forbade him, because he followeth not us. But Jesus said, Forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. For he that is not against us, is on our part. So as long as he's preaching Jesus Christ, we good. We're all on the same team, homie. Homies, homies. And you can't make my name look bad. No matter what. Some of y'all, some people like, y'all making Christians, y'all making Jesus look bad. It's like, nah, he may look like the whole body of Christ look bad, but we can never make Jesus look bad. And that's the problem with a lot of people who are jaded by Christianity. It's like, nah, you, you're mad at Christ's bride. Don't be mad at Jesus. You're frustrated with Christ's bride. You were jaded and hurt by Christ's bride. You saw hypocrisy in Christ's bride, not Jesus. Because Jesus was never hypocritical. He was perfect in every way. All right, let's go. For whosoever shall, here we go, the cost of discipleship. For verse 41, for whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name because ye belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. Now, I was just talking about this on TikTok. I wonder why he said, millstone like why did he use millstone in that analogy or that yeah saying that's what would happen to somebody that 
cause a little a little one to not believe in him. All right, here we go. This goes even more serious, some more hard sayings of Jesus. All right. And I personally believe we're not to take these literally. I'm going to give that disclaimer. These are the extremes that we should go to in resisting sin, but I don't believe it's saying that we should actually do these things. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. For every one shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost its saltness, wherewith will ye reseason it? Have salt in, in yourselves, and have peace one with another. Now, if you have a good commentary Bible, especially like the Tony Evans Study Bible, or you can go to BibleGateway.com and look up a bunch of different commentaries, I encourage y'all to go do that, because there's a lot here. There's a lot. Just read it again on your own time. Let it marinate. Ask the Lord to speak to you if there's something that he has for you specifically in that word. And then go read some commentary and also just kind of just read a few different ones and kind of just allow the Lord to speak to you and drop you more breadcrumbs and have him ask him to reveal to you the meaning of all this Um because a lot, there's a lot here, and it goes pretty deep. And even the disciples got confused a lot, and a lot of things just went over their heads. So, once again, I always say the Bible is simple enough for a child to understand, but complex enough for us to never get bored with it. Anyway, till next time, thanks for listening. I'll holler at you later. God bless. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us and that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever anybody or everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. 
Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.